Hello everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast! It is Sam the Bomb. What up? It's the weekend, so you know it's time for the newscast from Anime Summit Podcast. I'm your favorite Anime Summit host, Sam the Bomb. I think I said that already. I think I already said that it was Sam. Okay, this time I'm Rooster Cogburn. Your favorite host from Anime Summit Podcast, Rooster Cogburn. And we're back with another edition of Newscast. Uh, you know what? It's kind of low-key this week. Kind of low-key. Uh, the, <laughs> the past, like, three weekends, I've been just doing stuff. Like, birthday parties, you know, other parties. Um, last weekend I went to Pride, the Pride Parade. And just, man, just, like, all kinds of shit. It's just, like, I just need to keep it low-key. This weekend I'm not doing nothing. I'm so happy. I'm not going to do nothing, nothing, nothing except work on stuff at home and draw maybe and paint. Maybe do some more Anime Summit stuff. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe watch a porno. You know. All that kind of stuff. Fire Smokey for the 15th time this month. You know what it is. We're in the middle of summer and it's getting hot. And, you know, that means staying inside and watching more anime with the AC on. Because fuck that. Uh, as you know, we're gonna start. <laughs> as you know, we're gonna start off with the right stuff sale stuff, and uh, I got some non-anime news. Not a whole lot this time around, but um, non-anime news. We'll take a break and then we'll get into the anime news. And then I got a, I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all at the end. Uh, like kind of like last week's newscast. I had a question slash like opinion. I want to know what you guys think, okay? Because I had a big convo about it with some homies this past week. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask the homies. I'm going to ask the homies in the Summit Squad because they finna know. I got so many different opinions up on the Discord all the time, and I love it. So it's perfect. Okay, let's get it. Um, Let's do it. Let's do it with the right stuff sale, okay? So there's not like a – there wasn't like one weekend sale this, this time around. It's just like there's like a couple of three-day sales is what they call it. So like starting today, Saturday, Sunday. Also, I do want to mention, though, that Eden of the East uh, Essentials, so, like, the, they call it uh, Anime Essentials or whatever, Blu-ray is only twenty two fifty. You should get that, because Eden of the East is fucking cool. Like, that is, like, on some deep shit. I, I loved it. I thought it was super sick. It, I think it's cool. It's fucking dope. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, one of the three-day sales is a figure sale, dog. So, there's Nendo's and all kinds of other figures. Um, I, you know what, there's, some of them are, (laughs) a lot of them are, like, in the hundreds, obviously, but they're, they're still discounted pretty decently, like, like, I'm looking at one right now that's normally $200 is down to $159, you know what I mean? That's still, that's still quite a, a nice handful, small chungus of money, small chunk, big chungus. Uh, there's a couple on here, this one's, this Mercedes from Odin Sphere, if you're a fan of Odin Sphere. It's uh, 72 bucks, but it's down to 60 That's pretty good. So check out those figures, yeah? There's a, a lot of these, though, are the expensive ones. I'll say that right now. A lot of them are the are the expensive ones. But if you were, if there's an expensive one here that you were looking to save a little bit on, I would definitely check that out. And then the other one is a three-day sale. Uh, it's called Son of a Beach three-day sale. I'm guessing this is just a bunch of summer stuff. 
maximum savings of 75% off. This is where the real discounts are, the real deals are. We got Banania on Blu-ray, 25 bucks down to 15. This Pokemon Sun and Moon DVD, uh, it's like I think it's 43 some episodes, so probably like the first couple of arcs in there. Um, I hear the Sunspot Manga Volume Two, uh, free DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, there's a bunch of water bottles with anime uh, designs on them, which is awesome because you know when you're outside in the heat, you gotta stay hydrated. Water bottles, you gotta have your favorite anime water bottle. Full Metal Panic Fumafu Blu-ray DVD from uh, uh, the Anime Classics label, fifteen dollars. That's Blu-ray, fifteen dollars. I mean, that's pretty good. You mean, I mean, I always thought like Blu-rays would go down by now because <laughs> they've been out for a while. But anyway, they're still expensive as shit. Uh, Kamisama Kise uh, or Kamisama Kiss manga is all up in here. Usurper of the Sun, which is a, a a manga I've never read but I've heard about, pretty dope. There's there's a quite a bit of stuff, quite a bit of stuff on here. So check that out. And then uh, also this is on the right stuff page so i just want to mention it right now i think i brought it up a couple like weeks ago like a month ago but uh g kids and fathom events are partnering up again to show whispers of the heart july 1st and 2nd in cinemas worldwide um i know that's not i know it's anime news but it's just on the right side page so i just wanted to say it now before i forgot but yeah july 1st and 2nd go see whispers of the fart all right let's get into the non-anime news and we'll take a break yeah uh okay so <laughs> steve Carell apparently asks Rob McKelleny for to, to so they could to potentially do a it's always sunny in Philadelphia slash the office crossover that would be hilarious I mean that there was a video of of uh McElhenney, uh who plays Mac by the way if you don't know he like took a video on Instagram. He he put a video on his Instagram profile, and it's him at the the office park or office building, um, where they where Dunder Mifflin was, or you know, because that was I don't know if you guys know this, but in the office, that's an actual like that like they had an actual building that they filmed in and everything. Like some people always wonder. I've I've heard people ask if it's a set or not. It's not. Like they actually filmed in there filmed in that office because it's supposed to be like a, a mockumentary so you know that makes sense obviously the way to do it is to do it on on location but yeah that office building that office park is is like legit a real building and the guy from uh always sunny was there and then steve Carell was like let's do a crossover so like for i know and i bring it up because there's a lot of office and always sunny fans in the discord a lot of nerdy people love those shows I mean, they're great shows. So, like, you know, I thought that would be cool to bring up. That's pretty uh, pretty funny. I, I hope it happens. You know, people have been waiting for more Office stuff for a long time, and they keep saying it's never going to happen. But if Steve Carell says something, then maybe. Maybe. Um, so there, Game Freak has finally responded to the backlash of Sword and Shield not having like all of the mons in it um they talked about upcoming upcoming the upcoming tiles at e3 and it meant that pokemon from previous generations won't all be in a new gen so old pokemon players have been keeping 
can't be transferred as they actually aren't programmed into it. Um, They responded by saying, just like all of you, we are passionate about Pokemon and each and every one of them is very important to us. Uh, Masuda writes, which is uh, one of the guys at Game Freaks. And then he said, after so many years of developing the Pokemon video games, this was a very difficult decision for me. I'd like to make one thing clear. Even if a specific Pokemon is not available in Sword and Shield, that does not mean it will not appear in future games. Despite speculation that more Pokemon would be added post-launch, the blog post doesn't come anywhere close to insinuating that, meaning it likely won't happen, um, is what the article continues to say. I mean, I feel that. Um, it's really weird because like there was always with the, with the, so the switch, right. Is like a home console, but it's also a portable. It's Nintendo's way of saying, we're going to fuse them together because that's what we do best. You know, they do portables really well. Um, and their home consoles were failing, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it makes sense. I get it. That being said, there was always a way to transfer your, first gen pokemon to the next gen the second to the the third the third to the fourth and so on and so forth if you had all the proper accessories and ability to do so you could you know without using a, ch- a cheating device obviously like an action replay or a game shark or whatever you, you could you literally you quite literally could you know start all the way with a pokemon blue version on your game boy and bring it all the way up to your ds games there is a way to do it you know what i mean um I remember when I started playing Pokemon again, seriously, I played, I got the Pearl version and we were bringing Pokemon in from uh, a, a Sapphire version that my brother had borrowed and we were thro- we were giving Pokemon to that Sapphire version from our gold and silver versions, you know, and then obviously with Pokemon red and blue to gold and silver, you just had to have the link cable between two Game Boys or Game Boy Colors, whatever. So, I mean... There was ways to do it. You know what I mean? You could bring them all the way up if you really wanted to. And that was that uh, that ability was always there. You know what I mean? It was always an option to do so. And obviously with Pokemon Gold and Silver, you know, with the exceptions of like the three starter Pokemon and, you know, Mewtwo and some other legendaries, you could get every fucking you could get all of Gen 1 and 2, basically, with just having gold and silver, you know? But, so this comes as a weird thing, you know what I mean? It's really weird. I, I'm, I'm thinking they didn't want to make, like, a, a weird device that connects your 3DS to your, your Switch, even though they wouldn't have to do that. You know, you could have just, um, you know, brought, uh, I don't know. I don't know, it seems really weird, because they came out with that Pokemon World thing, or they're coming out with it, where you can transfer your Pokemon all in one big hub from, like, Pokemon Go to your Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, to your X and Y, whatever, and your Pokemon Let's Go. It's like, why not just, why not do that? I don't know. It's fucking weird. Why, I I don't know. It is, it's super weird. I, I mean, it kind of seems like you should have just programmed them all in there, or you just didn't want to. Anyway, moving on from that. I talked too long about that. Um, USA Network... Uh, the, the, the TV channel, USA Network, orders Master of Doom pilot from the Franco Brothers. Uh, Masters of Doom was a book published in 2003, and apparently the D- Dave and James Franco 
um, were ordered to write a pilot for a Masters of Doom series, TV series. I mean, we all know how video game adaptations go. Uh, you know, it could be whatever. <laughs> Speaking of video game adaptations, the I, and this is not super big news because it 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 came out like a couple weeks ago, and I just kept forgetting to bring it up. But there's a lot of Monster Hunter fans up in here, okay? And they're making a Monster Hunter movie. And I was really excited to see that there was like Mila Jovovich and Tony Jaa, um, Ron Perlman were all going to be in it. And then I saw who was writing and directing it. And then I immediately was like, never fucking mind. Um, the person who's doing it is Paul W.S. Anderson. If you don't know who that is, he's the guy who like directed, wrote and directed a lot of the all the Resident Evil movies. He did Alien vs. Predator. He wrote and directed Alien vs. Predator. Um, the Death Race movies. The He directed the first Mortal Kombat film, which is like... that's I think that movie is actually good. But he... I mean... God. It's just, you know, he takes a Capcom property. He did the Dead or Alive movie, even. Uh, he was a producer on it anyway. Not a writer and director, but... You know, he takes his, he took the Capcom property of Resident Evil and then just made this whole crazy, stupid extinction apocalypse storyline. It, it became like a survival, apocalypse survival film series, literally right starting with the second one. It was dumb. It was stupid. And then you tried to sprinkle in, like, the characters from the games in it, and it just was just really, it, it's dumb. I'm sorry. Those movies are dumb. They're not even enjoyable. Like, some people are saying, like, oh, they're, they're a fun watch. And it's like, the first one was a fun watch. <laughs> the second one kind of was, the rest of them after that were just dumb. Okay, you made fucking f- five movies, five of these Resident Evil movies, and they're just, I don't know, they're lame. I think they're lame. Uh, so, yeah, that's the guy making the, the Monster Hunter World uh, movie writing and directing it and right away reading the premise i'll read it to you here we go ready a united nations military team falls into a portal to an alternate dimension where humans fight off giant monsters two work two groups work together to defend the portal thwarting monsters from entering and invading earth they call it a loosely based adaptation please don't fucking do that like just why do you fucking people who make video game movies that are otherworldly why do you fuckers feel the need to, like, have some kind of real-life Earth tie into it? Like, it's so dumb. Like, don't fucking do that. It's stupid. It's so dumb. I hate it. That, like, that's why the King of Fighters movie was terrible. That's why this is going to be terrible. It's just so dumb. You don't need to do that. Just make a Monster Hunter film. Do what fucking... You know what? who needs to make the Monster Hunter film? Fucking Peter Jackson. He did Lord of the Rings. He should do the Monster Hunter film. Because he would make that shit sell and be fucking awesome. But no, y'all fucking... God, this Yahoo to fucking do it. Fuck you, Paul Anderson. You're a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> Salty. Uh, new Overwatch Lego sets include Wrecking Ball and Junkrat. Okay, first of all... I did not know that there were Overwatch Lego sets to begin with. So, I mean, I'm clicking through these pictures right now, and I just fucking 
need these. And then there's going to be like a Hammond one. Um, and then there's a Junker Town. Oh, yeah, Hammond, right? Wrecking Ball, sorry. I said Wrecking Ball already. But, yeah, the, the Junker Town one, it comes with Roadhog and Junkrat and their motorbike with a sidecar. And it comes with a Junker Town sign. Like, come on, dude. And then you can also get the the Roadhog and Junkrat by itself with the bike. So, yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. I, I'm going to see if I can, like... Maybe make a trip to Target and see if they got it. Target's Lego section and Walmart's Lego section are always really huge. So I'm going to make a trip there and see if I can find it. Legos nowadays are so expensive, though. Like, oh, man, they're so expensive. But I'm going to I'm gonna check it out and see if I can find that. Because I really want, at least, at the very least, I want the Roadhog and Junkrat one with just the bike. Um, oh, my God. I love it. Anyway, um, Tamagotchi is back after 23 years. And it's the first time it comes in color. Yes, they are rolling out a new line of Tamagotchis. Um, they, they, you know, they had came out in America, you know, a while ago, back in the, the 90s, late 90s, when I was younger, obviously. Um, 97, 98, you know, 99, they came out. I think there was even a couple versions of it in the early 2000s. And then, like, six or so years ago maybe five years ago like 2015 2014 they came out with like these really mini ones or something in america but they weren't like they weren't like i don't know they they weren't like the originals you know they are now coming out with new ones um and they're going to be in color which is crazy um so that's super cool uh 23 years later tamagotchi's making its return straight up full return for real for real it's it's a little colored screen with pixels it looks really fucking awesome there's going to be an app that goes with it um it's going to be 60 bucks it's going to be released worldwide july 28 so there you go uh hit that up dude if you're a tamagotchi fan for me and this is why it's it's funny because people are like oh what came first did you mind your pokemon um, and if you're talking about in terms of like America, like in America, Digimon technically came first because the answer to, you know, Tamagotchi, you know, Tamagotchi was considered a quote unquote girls toy, which is fucking dumb. Um, but you know, a lot of girls like Tamagotchi. So like to market more towards kids who were more into masculine things, you should, I would say, I guess, is they had a little Digimon uh, ones where it looked like it looked like a little brick with a broken cage, and there was a Tyrannomon one and a uh, Greymon one. Except I don't think those were their names at the time. But then they came out with like full blown, straight up Digimon shit and Digivices. I actually have a second gen Digivice. I do have a first gen one, but I don't believe it works. But yeah, fucking love Digimon. Anyway, Tamagotchi, dude. Twenty three years. Twenty three years later. That's awesome. Uh, Final Fantasy live-action TV series confirmed with first details. I, oh, man. There's a lot of... There's a lot... <laughs> I got a lot of live-action adaptation news, it seems like. But, I mean, there's not much about it. Um, Sony, Square Enix, and Hivemind, which is the studio behind the, the adaptation for The Witcher for Netflix, they're all coming together to take on a completely original story based in... Uh, Erosea, which is, I think that's the world in Final Fantasy XIV, right? So, yeah, there you go, man. I, 
that that's honestly the best way to do it. You know, you can write your own original characters that way. You know what I mean? You're not trying to do a live action adaptation based on already existing characters and an already existing story, which like I, in my opinion, I don't think you should ever have to adapt any other Final Fantasy game. If you were going to, it should be 11 or 14 or even the first one, maybe. Um, but this way, you know, they can write their own characters. You know, you can write your own, you know, because they're MMOs, you know. So I, I, I do have a little hope in that sense, just because, like, you know, the original story is not based on any particular already existing character. It's only based on the world set, which is nice. And obviously they have to follow the the rules, like the way the world set goes for, like, you know, the rules of the world, obviously. But I, I'm excited for that, kind of, a little bit. So, yeah, there you go. The next big Pokemon mobile game is coming to iOS and Android this summer. It came out with this really fucking cool, like, anime trailer. I don't know who animated it. I will find out for you, though. Um, but it's called Pokemon Masters. And it's set on the artificial island of Paseo, where trainers only travel with a single Pokemon. These are called Sync Pairs. And as you meet new trainers, each pulled from previous Pokemon games, you can team up with them to take down opponents and collect badges on your adventure. Dude, it was really cool. The trailer, it was like a bunch of characters like from the 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 game and, and anime fighting. Like there was Eric, you saw Erica, uh, Cynthia from from the champion from Sinnoh, uh, Lance, the champion from Kanto, Brock, Brock was in it. Um, the three, I forgot their names already, but they were the they were the trainers in the gym leaders in. Uh, Pokemon Black and White, where there were there were triplets. There was like a red and green and a blue guy that had pants here, and Pan Sage and yeah, it was cool, man. It it looked really fucking awesome. Um, it's supposed to be like it's, it's supposed to be like three on three battles, two on two battles and stuff. It's supposed to be super awesome. I'm kind of excited that the, the fact that they came out with this really cool anime trailer for it always that always gets me hype. So, I mean, watch the trailer. Just type in uh, Pokemon Masters mobile game trailer. It's it's on the Pokemon channel, YouTube channel, the official Pokemon YouTube channel. It's super awesome. Just just watch the trailer. It's fucking cool, whether you're excited for the game or not. But, I mean, it's it's it looks pretty cool, and I'm, I'm going to try downloading it. Maybe I'll do a review on it. Uh, there was It was announced that a new Ghostbusters movie was coming out, and they added Paul Rudd to the the cast. Oh, it's going to be super sick. I'm I'm excited. Um, that teaser trailer came out um, probably like 2018, late 2018, and all it was was they were uh, – it was like a little – it was the car in the barn or whatever, and it was a thunderstorm. Um, apparently, they're calling the movie Ghostbusters 2020. I don't know what – it's like nobody knows if it's going to be part of the original series or – I didn't watch the – the the one with the all female cast I didn't watch that one, um, but nobody nobody really knew if that one was part of like the original or not or I don't know if I, at least I don't know, but yeah I mean I'm excited Ghostbusters in general is just fucking awesome. So anyway that's um it for the non anime news, so uh, we'll get to the anime news but first we're gonna take a quick break.
Boom, check that out for me, okay? And always links that animesummit.net. Always links that animesummit.net. Always, always, always. You can go there and find all the links. We're on Discord, Twitter, Instagram. And now we have a Patreon. Shout out to the current patrons right now. You guys are all fucking awesome. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being patrons. Um, you know who you are, for sure, for sure. I'm going to shout out your guys' names every once in a while, but I don't have the list of names on me right now. I know Sen is one of them. Sen and uh, uh, G Helmet. Those are two Discord users who are currently patrons i love you guys you guys are awesome thank you so much all you know i know it's not a lot you know there's only like six five or six patrons but you guys are just fucking cool thank you so much i appreciate it and we're coming up with new tiers right now um after nick uh, we're <laughs> we're currently coming up on the end of um spring season so after that wraps up and we get into a fresh season uh, we're going to uh really sit down and come up with some cool gifts and ideas and extra exclusive content for patrons. So we already have ideas in the works. We just got to sit down and mash them all out. So yeah, thank you. If you're a patron, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love you guys. Um, also quick reminder. I don't know if you guys heard on the latest episode or not, but Danny has decided to just like take the next five weeks or so, six six weeks or so off um she's not going to be a host for those six weeks okay just because um she's on the last legs of school like she just needs to push through these these last um this last i think they go by quarters or semester not a semester but a quarter she needs to get through this last like quarter of school um and then she's done so then uh she just wanted to focus purely on it because like they're throwing a bunch of crap at her, obviously, you know, <laughs> crap at her. And obviously she has to take a board exam and stuff for what she's going for. So she just wants to focus. So she's doing that. She's still contributing. She's still the, the social media representative. So she's still making stuff for ASX too, I think. But yeah, if you want to wish her luck, just add her on Discord. I think on her Discord right now she's Penguin Danny. Um, just add her on Discord. Tell her, tell her, gun there you go. So, yeah, just a reminder of that, okay? All right, let's get into it. 23rd Detective Conan Films Visuals Tease Three-Way Battle. Dude. Okay, so this article is just it just the visuals. But the actual the trailer, like the actual trailer came out. And it takes place in the, the, the movie uh, takes place in Singapore. And it's going to be like the first, like, one of the first Detective Conan movies that are going to be outside of Japan. And it's going to be in Singapore's famous Marina Bay Sands. And it's going to be a murder case, and it revolves around this thing called the Blue Sapphire, which is like a huge gem, which sank to the bottom of the ocean at the end of the 19th century. Uh, dude, the animation looks fucking crazy, dude. It looks fucking dope. Like, it's re- it looks really cool. Like, it, and I mean, I love Detective Conan also, and obviously their style, style, their art style is like super peculiar. You know, they kind of got the wide set eyes and whatever, but the and kind of the big heads, but. Even so, the animation it looks really fucking awesome. It, I mean, I'm excited. It looks so so dope, so dope. Um, so yeah, dude, get hyped for that. Why don't you? Okay, you know what? I just realized. Hold on a second. <laughs> this. Oh, it's open April twelfth. Oh, okay, you know what? The trailer I saw was probably for. It coming to America. I was like, I was like, the film. It says the film is going to open April twelfth. I was like, wait a second, it's already June. Um, but yeah, that I think they the trailer I must have watched is for like American release. That's probably why. <laughs> that's probably why. Anyway, 
Um, I should have said this in the non-anime news, but anyway, Spider-Man's Tom Holland and Hannibal Buress gear up for Shadowbringers ad for Final Fantasy XIV. Yes, Shadowbringers is finally out for Final Fantasy XIV, the latest expansion for FF14, and the, the, there's this new ad commercial, and I, I've seen it come on on Hulu also, because I watch Hulu at night to help fall asleep. Um, it's like Tom Holland and Hannibal Buress, and they're like roommates, and Hannibal Buress is like, dude, let's play some Final Fantasy XIV, the new Shadowbringers is out. And Tom Holland is, like, doing exercising and swinging around a big sword. It's pretty funny. I don't know. I, I always love when you see kind of, like, really, really big celebrities do ads for games, video games, that are Japanese. Because it's just really cool. Like, it's it's it humanizes them. Because we're always so quick to dehumanize celebrities, you know, like they're untouchable, that kind of thing. It's like, no, they're nerds like us, you know? So, fuck off. Calm down. Anyway... Um, speaking of Final Fantasy XIV, too, by the way, they, there's a new anime trailer that came out with it. It's an animated TV ad. Um, Yuhei Sakuragi, who did the Relative Worlds, Ashita Sakai, Gaoro Toshitemo, and Kitaro Kosaka, who did Oko's In, they directed the commercial. And, um, the animators who were on it were Yasuhiro Aoki, Koichiro Kawano, um, they have done... A bunch of stuff. I know Yasuhiro Aoki did uh, Jing of King of Bandits. He did Joker game, Phantom of the Kill. He did a bunch of the Sailor R movies. He did a lot of key animation for really big stuff. Slayers, the motion picture, Steam Boy, the Street Fighter 4 OVA. It's a really cool ad. I mean, it's super sick. I, I always love anime ads for stuff. Like, it's fucking awesome. So, go watch that. It's super sick. Shinkalion Anime Films teaser reveal staff. Titled December opening. If you haven't heard of Shinka Lion, okay, so <laughs> this was a series that came out last year. Why we didn't cover it, I don't know. I guess it kind of went under my radar a little bit. Um, or I might have watched the first episode. Um, I know Mario showed it to me. My cousin Mario showed this to me. And, and I, like, he showed it to me when they moved into their new house uh, just the, this past uh, winter. And I was like, that's so weird. I've never heard of this anime. He's like, no, yeah, it just came out. And I was like, why didn't we cover this? Like, anyway, uh, it came on January 2018 and it's getting an anime film. But the anime, the, the anime itself is based, it's a big robot anime. It's more of a kid's kind of big robot anime. But the it's about these Japanese bullet trains that the rope they they turn into robots, and the bullet trains are based off of like actual bullet trains in Japan. And and one of the 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 bullet trains in Japan is like Evangelion looking, so that one obviously turns into something Ava looking, which is kind of awesome, and it's like these big shout outs to to Evangelion in it. It's pretty cool. Um, Card Capture Soccer Clear Card Happiness Memories smartphone game launches this summer, so you should check that out. It doesn't say though if it's coming to America or not, but I assume it is because obviously I don't know. You should check it out, though. If you go to Bushiroad's YouTube channel, Bushiroad are the people who make it. If you don't know who Bushiroad is, they're the people who make Weiss Schwartz. They make um, Future Card Buddy Fight. They made Versus Spark. And they also make Vanguard. So they're the ones who are developing it. I would think that it would come to America if Bushiroad's doing it because Bushiroad has a big, like, fucking market here in America, obviously. So, um, But, yeah, I don't really know what kind of game it's going to be. But there's, like, a theme song, and it goes along with the clear card arc. And, uh, yeah, 
Bushy Road and Monstar Lab is the one developing it. Kodansha reveals Spider-Man fake red manga. The official Twitter account for Kodansha's Manga Pocket app revealed on Thursday that it will launch a new manga titled Spider-Man Fake Red. Based on Marvel's Spider-Man character this summer, Marvel is supervising the manga's original story and Yusuke Osawa is drawing the manga. Um, you know what? I, I don't, uh, I, I think it's going to be about Peter. It doesn't say anything else that it's not, you know? And I don't know what universe it's going to take place in. But obviously with Into the Spider-Verse, there's a multitude of possibilities, so that's pretty cool. I always love, and I've mentioned this before millions of times, I always love when anime artists and manga artists do, like, American properties. And I it, it always just looks really fucking cool to me. Like, it's just super awesome. Um, Toonami premieres Food Wars anime on July 6th. So, like, next weekend, with their new block, they're putting Food Wars up in that bitch. And that's going to come on... Uh, after loop on the third part five and uh it's like the fifth show in so depending on where your time zone is at um it'd be 1 a.m uh i think for 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 us we're central right uh, it'd be like i don't know it, it might be like it might be like midnight for us but yeah anyway that is fucking exciting uh food war is gonna start with the first season obviously and then goal from there uh if you want to know the block though they have the whole block listed right here it's dragon ball super attack on titan sword art alicization loop on the third part five food wars black clover boruto naruto shippuden mostly gundam the origin and my hero so there you go dude uh toonami is fucking awesome man the adult swim toonami block is super dope i'm so glad they're doing toonami again Live-action Roni Kenshin Films' final chapter wraps filming. Warner Brothers Japan announced on Friday that the final chapter of the live-action film series based on uh, Roni Kenshin manga finished principal photography on June 7th. That's pretty fucking exciting, dude. The final chapter consists of two films that will debut in summer 2020. The first part covers Juji Kizu no Naza, The Mystery of the Cross-Shaped Scar, and the second part is Saikyo no Teki Inishi, Most Terrifying Enemy Inishi. So that is pretty fucking dope. So... I think one movie is going to cover how he gets the scar, kind of like the trust and betrayal. Uh, we just covered that in our anniversary spotlight series. And um, the second one is when he fights Anishi. So that's pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen the second and third one. I've only seen the first Roni Kenshin movie um, where he fights Kanu Takeda and all that. But man, th- th- that movie was fucking dope. And the guy that got to play him is awesome. And yeah, that that, that movie was cool. I I, I kind of want to see the other two. Um, I just never got around to it. But you should watch it anyway. Here's some upcoming anime hype. Interspecies reviewers manga gets TV anime. Um, Katakawa announced on Friday that writer Amara, Amahara and artist Masha's Interspecies reviewers manga is is inspiring a television anime adaptation that will premiere in 2020. I don't know what this is about. All I saw was really huge boobs on anime girls and i was like okay this looks ridiculous it's called interspecies reviewers and beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder from elves to succubi to cyclops and more the interspecies reviewers rate the red light districts of all manner of monster girls the only thing is they can never agree on which species is the hottest um i think it's like a slice of life it's just supposed to be kind of goofy raunchy humor stuff but 
there's these there's like a cowgirl with really huge boobies and cat girls and red light district monster girls sexy time but it's done kind of in like a kind of semi semi deformed chibi style and kind of goofy looking so it's it's supposed to be just like hilarious which i didn't even know there was a this thing even existed so i might try and find that on manga rock see if i can find it but yeah there's some upcoming anime hype there's already a visual for it so it's pretty exciting um hollywood hello kitty film project hires writer i announced like a couple months ago that they were doing a hello kitty movie and i hope they don't fuck it up but they <laughs> they uh found their writer which is uh Lindsay beer their previous works include Transformers the Last Night, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Masters of the Universe. And uh, I think they also co-wrote or wrote some of the stuff for Detective Pikachu. So, I mean, I don't really know what it's going to be about. There's not really a premise for it, but I love Hello Kitty. And we all know how Hollywood can fuck shit up, so that's going to be fucking funny. Except they didn't fuck up Detective Pikachu, okay? I fucking love Detective Pikachu. Uh, Bandai Namco Shuisha established Shanghai Company for manga merchandise. That's exciting. So, I mean, if you're a fan of Bandai stuff or Bandai Namco stuff, obviously that includes like Tekken, Xenosaga, and the Xeno series in general. Um, all kinds of shit. They're going to be having manga properties now, which is dope. So, I mean, hopefully we're going to get a cool bunch of cool adaptations of shit in manga form. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Otakon holds screening of Trigger's Promare film. Holy shit. Otakon revealed on Monday that it will screen Studio Trigger and X-Flag's original anime film Promare. Otakon previously revealed that it will host Studio Trigger staff members, Haromi Wakabayashi, Shigeta Koyama, and Hiroyuka Imaishi, who are the creator, producer, character, and mech designer uh, and director of Promare, respectively. G-Kids announced earlier this month that it has licensed the film for release in North America. This company will hold a premiere event for the film September 17th and 19th, and the film will open select theaters on September 20th. So that's pretty exciting. I'm excited for this movie. I've been hyped for it, so I keep giving you fucking updates on it. I'm not trying to pull a fucking Kimi no Nawa weekly update shit on you guys, but I just, I'm really hyped for Promare. It looks super cool. Here's some more upcoming anime hype. Uh, Kimono Michi anime reveals cast staff title October TV debut. This anime looks pretty hype. The manga follows master wrestler Genzo Shibata, who likes all kinds of animals and creatures. One day, he is summoned to another world where a princess asks him to help kill magical beasts, but he gets mad and puts her in a German suplex. In- <laughs> puts her in a German suplex. Instead, he begins life as a pet shop owner in the uh, in the other world. That's pretty fucking funny. I mean, it's just big guy wrestlers opens a pet shop because he's like fuck you uh nino kuni films trailer previews theme song uh, i announced a little bit ago that they were making a nino kuni movie and man if you've never heard of nino kuni is this game that came out on ps3 and i believe the second one came out on ps4 but it's this game that came out on ps3 and the art is done by um ghibli ghibli artists so it was pretty cool and this was purely a game and studio ghibli hopped on that shit you know it was fucking awesome this film however is not based on any of the games it's its own story nino kuni has like like final fantasy is uh anthology in that way so i mean that's pretty exciting 
the it looks amazing. The visuals look amazing. Obviously, the art style looks fucking awesome. It's Ghibli, you know. It's Ghibli artists, I should say. But it's pretty cool. Uh, oh, right here. Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom came on PC, PlayStation 4 and PC in 2018. So that's the latest one. The first one came on PS3, and it's just an awesome fucking game. I never played the second one, but the first one was super dope. Speaking of video games, One Punch Man gets 3v3 fighting game on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Bandai Namco revealed on Wednesday that it is developing a game based on the One Punch Man franchise titled One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. And it's supposed to be like a 3v3 fighting game. It showed, I saw the teaser, and it, 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 the gameplay looks is kind of akin to like Jump Force and like Naruto Ninja Storm, like kind of like how those games are. I got to be honest with you, though. Those kinds of fighting games aren't as fun as like just straight up regular side scrolling ones. Like the you know what I mean? Uh 2D, 2D fighting games. It just dra- look, Dragon Ball did it with Dragon Ball Fighters and look how successful that is. Just saying. I don't know, just my opinion, okay? I'm not here. Don't even don't even don't even at me right now, okay? Yu-Gi-Oh creator Kazuki Takahashi debuts new art at LA Gallery. So for you homies in California, in in the L.A. area, the Los Angeles Gallery, um, they have a gallery of uh, tribute art for Yu-Gi-Oh. So if you're – the show is running concurrently with Anime Expo, which is next week, by the way. Um, And Gallery 1988 is approximately seven miles from the L.A. Convention Center. So, I mean, yeah, hit that up. You know, if you're going to Anime Expo or you're just in the area, you're not going to Expo, at least go to that. Fucking Yu-Gi-Oh, man. Voting begins for reader chosen Sugi Nikuru Manga Awards. Uh, voting opened on Friday for the fifth Sugi Nikuru Manga Taisho, up and coming manga awards. So, this year had 2,082 entries. There are 50 nominees for the prize in each category. Voting will run from June 21st to July 5th. The winners will be announced in mid August, and the full rankings will be published in the Da Vinci Magazine on October 5th. Um, that's pretty cool. I would, I would, I would definitely, definitely check that out. In 2017, uh, the winner was, uh, oh no, that's 2018. Kaguya-sama Love is War was what won in 2018, and then we got a series out of it. Um, Uramichi Onisan from the web manga division was the winner in 2017. So there you go, man. Vote. Can we vote on that? I think we can, right? I have to look into it. Uh, U.S. Fox TV drama show Prison Break. If you're a fan of Prison Break, guess what? It's getting a manga adaptation. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'm not going to Like I said, I love when manga artists and anime artists do, like, American stuff. It's really cool. And I love seeing, like, you know, other countries do anime and manga, you know, just as much. I think it's fucking cool. The, um... It doesn't say, you know what? It doesn't say the writer, or the, not the writer, but the artist. It does not say the artist here, but it, it is uh, a Japanese artist, and it's in Japan, obviously. But they're they're doing, it's the same company who's publishing it, uh, apparently are doing a manga, they did a manga adaptation for BBC Sherlock. So, I mean, there you go. If you're a fan of Prison Break, check that out. It's going to be sick. Um, first 10 minutes of new Shin Evangelion film to screen at Anime Expo. Oh my god. I'm not going to Expo. I know. But, um, 
man, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Uh, the Japan Expo event in Paris will also screen it. Um, it's it's a video that they titled the the short they titled it's a short film, and it's part of the 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 last Evangelion movie. And they announced on Monday that it will screen the first ten minutes and forty seconds of of uh, of the movie, and it's uh, called Geki Joban Avant One. So that's pretty fucking exciting. Um. Oh man, God. It, ah man, I'm so excited for this. Like I know it's been a long time. I've waited so long for it. I just can't even speak on Evangelion right now, though, just because of all the stuff going on with the Netflix shit. Is oh man, you know what? Either way, I love Evangelion, but I'm gonna save it till we do our Evangelion app. Okay, I'm gonna save it. Okay, I'm gonna save that. So anyway, this newscast today we spoke a lot about adaptations and things like that. Okay, so here's my question and my slash opinion piece for y'all. All right. There's a lot of I saw this picture the other day. It was on it was I was just scrolling through my Facebook and you know, I follow a bunch of meme pages obviously as one does. And I saw a picture and it was it was a picture of like a movie theater sign and they had, you know, the marquee up and everything and it said Child's Play Toy Story 4 and some other movies that were also like you know remakes or sequels or redos or whatever uh oh it said toy story 4 child's play godzilla which was supposed to be for the the new one that just came out king of the monsters and yeah and and then below that was the the um the screen cap from jumanji of the late robin williams going what year is it and i i got in this discussion with some friends talking about it and what I want to know what you guys think of, just in general, okay, just as a whole, what do you guys think of adaptations and redos and remakes and stuff like that? Um, and also, we talked about it on Discord this past week, too, when we were talking about uh, uh, Lion King and Aladdin, the, and someone posted an article. This is news, too, by the way, so this is news that I should have added in the earlier section, but somebody proposed the idea of doing a live-action Nightmare Before Christmas film. That, in my opinion, is another thing that you just should not touch. Like, just don't touch it. You know what I mean? It's on the level of, like, Akira for me. Don't touch it. Just leave it the fuck alone. You know what I mean? There's just some things that shouldn't be touched. And I had I had said something in the Discord chat. I was like, man, I've defended a lot of the live-action Disney movies up until now. You know, like, don't touch this one. And then people were hopping on me like, oh, fuck that. They're cash grabs. You shouldn't defend them, you know? And I know they are, you know, I'm, I mean, that's what any remake is at, at its core, probably, you know what I mean? Like just a cash grab. You got a one one would argue, though, that isn't anything a cash grab isn't what this podcast I'm doing a cash. Isn't this a cash grab? You know, don't we all try to make money doing what we do? And then my counterpoint to that is. Uh, yeah, but you're playing in people's feelings. You're playing on people's nostalgia boners. You know that it's going to make a lot of money simply for what it is. And there's little to know, you know, the story was, the story and characters are based off of something that was already existing. 
you know, half the work's done for you, that kind of thing. And it's a lot of, it sucks because I, I'm, especially lately, you know, I, I haven't been on the fence about a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Lately, I, lately I've been able to do my research and, and kind of form my own opinion and stay on that side. You know what I mean? Obviously, if new information gets revealed, then I, I can change my opinion just like anyone. But this is one of those things where I'm kind of like, I don't know, because me person, I'll tell you what my personal thing is. Okay. Me personally is I love seeing new iterations of stuff. I'm always down for it with the, with, you know, a lot of exceptions, obviously, like, obviously when I see trailers for things, I, I, I'm, you know, immediately go, oh man, this is going to be kind of bad. Maybe, you know, as a lot of people do, you know, we all do that. We all see a trailer for something that's an adaptation of a video game or a remake of something. We're like, oh man, why? Like, you know, why leave this alone? You know, fuck this up. Fucking doing remakes. And at the same time, it's, I, I had this thought today and I had this thought when talking to my, one of my friends about it is just, I guess, I guess just to kind of look at it in a positive way is like, what is so wrong with having a fresh set of eyes look at something that's old and bring it to new to reflect current times? You know what I mean? And it's like, that's a good point. That's a, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Obviously things back in the day, you know, weren't as pertinent to the times as things are now and you know, whatever, but I'm talking purely about the nostalgia factor. Okay. So child's the child's play remake you know all these disney remakes that they're doing what do you guys think of those is my question purely the the nostalgia ones like the remakes of older things like and or or people bringing in sequels for the sake of nostalgia you know what i mean like uh terminator genesis that came out like in 2016 or 2017 that was clearly you know a nostalgia sequel just because it had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. And this new one coming out, um, I already f- forgot the fucking title of it, but the new Terminator coming out. Now it has Linda, ha- Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor in it. And it's like, okay, the nostalgia boner thing is like really huge. Now I think it's bigger than it has been. It's been big for the past like five, six, seven years, but I think it's bigger now than ever clearly from that from that picture on that meme page i follow you know it's 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 true what year is it what year are we in right now you know child's play toy story and godzilla like what and then new terminator coming out with with arnold Schwarzenegger and linda hamilton mind you and i just want to know what you guys think okay and obviously this question is posed to people who are like closer to my age i guess kind of um but a, a lot of my younger listeners are now getting to the age two where they're going to start seeing remakes and adaptations of stuff they grew up watching, you know, obviously. So like, and a lot of my younger listeners aren't that much, that much younger than me, but I mean, I, I you know, I'm going to be 29 in a couple of weeks. And so I, you know, I grew up in a time where a lot of new ideas were coming forth and things like that. But by the time I was like 13, 14 years old, we already started getting like remakes of stuff, you know, and adaptations of stuff. So I don't know what I want to know what you guys think of remakes and nostalgia sequels and nostalgia factor. Let's, let's get it out of the way right now that they're cash grabs. We know that. So, but what do you think of them as a whole? 
you know, it, is it impossible to write a whole new original thing? You know, it might be, maybe, I don't know. You let me know. Let me know what you think, because I, I like having these kinds of discussions about films and anime and TV and stuff like that. I love it. So, I mean, I'm a fucking nerd. I love media entertainment in general. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast. But, you know, let me know what you guys think, okay? I'm, I'm really curious. Hit me up on the Discord, because that's where I am all the time. I'm there every fucking day talking to y'all. So, hit me up on there. Again, thank you so, so much for listening every fucking week. I'm trying really hard to bring this podcast and newscast to to the next level, along with Nick, Danny, and Quoka and others. And I just... I... I I make a lot of mistakes, you know, and um, I'm sorry for that. You know what I mean? I I, I just uh, been having kind of a rough time lately, but I still manage to come to the mic and do this every week, twice a week, you know, once for the podcast, once for the newscast. And you guys have, like, kept me afloat and, and you know, kept, kept, kept me going. And uh, that's more than I can say for some recent people, um, Attica being one. So this episode is dedicated to him. Uh, he was an awesome YouTuber, awesome fucking nerdy Nintendo guy. He always did really cool Twitch streams and stuff. But, you know, you guys keep me coming to the microphone to do it. And uh, I really appreciate that. I, and I want to bring more content for you guys. Basically what my point was is I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made, you know, if any. And um, and I want to bring this podcast to the, the next step, you know what I mean? And you guys are helping me do that, whether you're a patron or not a patron, or whether you just talk to me, you know, about the next new episodes. Like, oh, Sam, I, I heard you say this on the newscast. And that makes me happy. Like, I love that. I love when you guys like, oh, dude, Sam, nice newscast. I heard you talk about this. Like, let's talk. You know, I fucking love that. Like, I, I love it. I live for it. You know, it's super awesome. So I love you guys. And I don't tell you that enough. Maybe I say it too much. Maybe you guys are thinking I say it too much. But I feel like I don't say it enough. So I love you guys and thank you so much. I will catch you guys next week, obviously. And 